This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everyone? This is David Lake. Um here to give a message on the front end of this podcast uh, today on Friday top 100 four-star tight end Jaleel Skinner shocked the world and uh, decided to commit and sign with the University of Miami so with that in mind uh, Christopher Stock and Gabby Urrutia did a instant reaction video on the YouTube channel inside the use YouTube channel so if you haven't already, I would say go check out the content that is dropping there. Chris does a good job of, of having his own unique interviews. And uh, I think Miami Hurricanes fans will enjoy that content as well. But for this podcast, I figured we would just double up the audio. So this is the audio of that video. And uh, again, this is just another example of how this is going to be a new era of Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting. Mario Cristobal just went head-to-head -head with Nick Saban for a recruit. Nick Saban was scratching and clawing to sign and add to his program. So, again, recruiting is going to be a ton of fun to follow here during this Mario Cristobal era. Football team going to be a lot of fun to follow here during this Mario Cristobal era. Appreciate all you guys listening. If you guys enjoy this content, I would recommend jumping in with a VIP subscription to InsideTheU.com. With that, let's get to it. What's going on, everybody? Huge news today. Miami lands a signing from four-star tight end Jaleel Skinner. Pick Miami over Alabama. Gabby, what do you think of this huge news? Man, uh, woke up on, what is it, Friday morning, not really expecting that this was going to be the case. You know, once we sort of got word, you know, it's, it's, it's a big deal, man. Uh, you just consider the recruiting battle that this is. Uh, Jalil Skinner, a Alabama commit, uh, you know, had been committed to them for, for quite some time. Uh, you know, Nick Saban and, you know, those folks in Tuscaloosa were very much looking forward to getting him on campus. You know, to, to, for Mario Cristobal and, you know, really just his second week at Miami to be able to win a big-time recruiting battle like this is massive. So I'm just talking about, you know, this is, again, just a testament to the type of recruiter that Mario Cristobal is. This is such a big-time win for Miami on the recruiting trail over a guy like Nick Saban. We know how he likes to come into Miami's backyard and pluck, you know, the South Florida guys, considering, you know, Earl Little Jr. recently. And then, of course, all the, you know, the countless names that he's pulled out of here. So, for Miami and Mario Cristobal to be able to flip an Alabama commit, a guy that was ranked in the top 100 in the country per the 24-7 sports rankings. Again, and he hasn't been here 14 days. To be able to go in there and do this for a big-time talent, I mean, we're talking about a six foot five, 210-pound pass catcher at a position of need like tight end. You know, Miami did not have one of those in this class. 
I mean, just really just such a huge recruiting win, a big time flip. Uh, it's probably going to steal headlines on Friday. You know what Mario Cristobal has been able to do. And yeah, man, it's a, uh, can't really say enough about how big of a, of a win this is for Miami and just what it means for momentum and, you know, the rest of this recruiting cycle as they push towards, you know, adding a few more bodies, you know, early February. Make no mistake about it. Alabama wanted him. This wasn't a situation where, oh, they're a little bit full or anything like that. Right. Nick Saban and company, they wanted him. He's that talent. He's that good of a guy to have on the team. And look, if Cristobal did not get Skinner, I don't think that would have been an indication that he can't go head to head with Saban because he just got here. Now, the fact that he did and got this win, I, I think, like you said, it, it says a lot about his abilities. And again, we've heard so much about it. I know I've got testaments from, from years of kind of following Mario's career, but to get the actual results, I think the, the Miami fan base should be excited, not just, you know, down the road, this kind of thing. Oh, what about 2023 or, or even the 24 class? Once, once he gets his guys in place, look, the offensive staff has not been named. The defensive staff has not right. been named. The fact that he was able to get eight guys on Wednesday, guys to come on board that, you know, that they still want Miami and now Skinner to jump on board without truly knowing, you know, just because the official announcement hasn't happened with the coordinator, I think it just says a lot with Cristobal. Again, people, I think this is going to be momentum. I thought Wednesday was good. I think this is even better. I think it, Miami has a chance to, to finish strong in February with a, with a nice, solid class. I think he's going to get quality guys, depending on everyone that's actually out there. And when you just consider, I mean, really, what Mario, it's really just Mario Cristobal, Chris, just to sort of pound on, on what you were saying. There's not a there's not really a staff in place. It's the working Miami staff, the guys that Mario Cristobal has sort of tapped to maybe help him, you know, finish the job here until he puts his staff in place. The guys that are coaching the bowl game for Miami that are recruiting on his behalf. But really, this is Mario Cristobal. I mean, if we look, if we if we you know reverse time two weeks ago, Miami wasn't getting Nigel e. Kelly. Uh, Miami definitely wasn't getting Jaleel Skinner. We're not even talking about the possibility of a Cyrus Moss or Kevin Coleman. This is all Mario Cristobal, like just what he's been able to do here. And again, like you, Chris, I mean, we hear the stories about how great of a recruiter he is. But to do this, again, Nigel e. Kelly doesn't know who his defensive lines coach is going to be. You know, Stephen Fields is at Miami, but, you know, there's, there's going to be a process in terms of evaluating the guys on staff. Now, I mean, this is a huge recruiting win for, for Coach Fields. So I think that this puts, puts him in a pretty comfy spot in terms of just, you know, getting this, you know, Jaleel Skinner type to come in. But, I mean, man, what, the type of job that he's done just with, again, if Jaleel Skinner didn't come, I don't think anyone's sitting here, you know, you know, talking negatively about Cristobal on the type of recruiter he is. What he was able to do, just getting these guys on campus was a win. You know, getting these guys interested, getting these guys to think twice about Miami is, is just a testament to the type of guy that he, the way he, that he could recruit, give, if you give him 365 days to make this happen. So for him to be able to pull a flip like this, you know, get, again, to land Miami's two top-rated players in their class between Nigel e. Kelly and Jalil Skinner is huge. I'm just, I did some quick math here, uh, Chris. You know, right now, Miami's, you know, average ranking per recruit per the 24-7 sports team rankings is 92.12. That puts them at fifth best in the country. And the only four teams ahead of them are the teams ranked one through four in the, in, you know, in the team rankings. That's Georgia, that's Alabama, that's Ohio State, and that's Texas A&M. The guys at the top at the at the top are the one, are the only teams that that have signed you know better av like average players per recruit. So this is huge. Um, you know what this is going to look like over the next month. Again, I think this is a huge momentum builder. This is something that fans should be really excited about. Again, I think this is just you know this is proof of Mario Cristobal's recruiting prowess and how he's able to close 
I mean, we've seen it already. I think this is just an absolute home run for, for Mario Cristobal, for Miami, and uh, really for this program moving forward. So let's kind of recap how we even got to this point with, with Jaleel. I, for me, look, you know, people on our boards have been asking, you know, what about him? Is there a chance? And, you know, I always feel this way, regardless of the recruit. And you kind of touched on it, Gabby. If guys get on campus, I think Miami has at least somewhat of a shot. And I know that they were going uphill against Alabama. And, you know, it didn't look great or, or the optics isn't uh, necessarily favorable. But why did he come down to Miami um, late, late in the process? You know, just... I, I, that stands out to me. So I think when guys do that, I think there's always a, a possibility just because I think Miami has a lot to offer, especially this time of year. So there's that going on. But also, Gabby, one of the things that stands out to me with him was, I, and I went back and checked just to make sure, but I, I put together a video when he was at Paradise Camp and there was a scene, a, a clip. I remember him conversating with Antrell Roll and, and Coach Field. And he just had this like big smile on his face. Yeah. And I'm not saying he didn't do that everywhere, right? Like, right. He, he seems like a, a happy-go-lucky, you know, just positive, energetic guy. But I just kept that image always stood uh, stood in my mind. You know, he just seemed to have a really good time at Miami. And um, I think if he were to go back and think about his time, I, I bet it wasn't just these last few days. I bet he goes back and kind of remembers that experience. But how would you kind of recap him? And, and also, you know, how many times did he end up coming down to campus here? Yeah, uh, Chris, just to like, again, hammer what you're saying, I, you saw him with Antrol. I saw him one time with David Njoku, just again, just having a really good conversation. And I mean, Jill Skinner, I mean, David Njoku is a big dude. Jill Skinner did not look small compared to him. So, you know, really physically gifted kid and saw him smiling, saw him hanging out with Jake Garcia at that paradise camp, you know, really did. I, I mean, I agree. I think I said it at the time too. It looked like Jill Skinner was having an awesome time. So I do agree that I don't think this was just a one weekend thing that led him there. I believe he's posted even on his Instagram that Miami was number two behind Alabama, you know, even after the fact that, uh, you know, he sort of admitted that Miami was probably running second. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it started off with that official visit weekend, the weekend of paradise. That was the first time Miami was able to get him on campus. That was huge at the time because, you know, Clemson was, was in there, you know, of course, Alabama, everyone was kind of linking him to Florida with the Kyle Pitts stuff and those comparisons that he was drawing, you know, big time programs like that. So for Miami to get him on campus was a huge win. You know, this fall, uh, I think it was right before he, I believe it was right before he committed to Alabama. He was at Miami for, um, he was at Miami for, you know, a game. I can't remember exactly which game it is right now off the top of my head, but he showed up and that's a big deal. You know, like with recruiting, one of the golden rules is always to track the visits. You know, he didn't come to Miami because he felt like, you know, driving five and a half hours or whatever it is from Bradenton to, to, to Hard Rock Stadium to watch this game. I think that there was a legitimate reason why he came. I think he had legitimate interest in Miami. And of course, the whole coaching change situation, he committed to Alabama, all those good things. And then Mario Cristobal able to, well, he makes, Mario Cristobal makes a pit stop at IMG Academy in his first week as the head coach at Miami. Again, does he meet with Jalil Skinner there? Who, I don't, I'm not 100% sure if he was at IMG or if he was back home in Greer, South Carolina, but he goes over there. You know, that very next week, and Jalil Skinner's on an official visit to Miami. And, you know, that was a that was a big time deal. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly how much time he spent there. I, from what I understand, he got there late Friday night, all day Saturday, and he left from the hotel Sunday morning. But, I mean, obviously, whatever happened that weekend, you know, Mario Cristobal was able to share the vision of what he had for him, for the program, for the position, for Jalil Skinner. And that's something that he bought into. And, uh, you know, that's a big, big win, again, as someone that could have easily just signed with Alabama. And I don't think anyone would have batted an eye to that decision. So let's kind of talk about where he might fit in, you know, with the roster and also just maybe a little bit of a reminder, Coach Cristobal, a little bit of his coaching background. I know 
a lot of people are pretty familiar that he's coached offensive line um, throughout his career, but let's not forget, he did coach tight ends at Miami. He coached Greg Olson. And, and I know that was a long a while ago and, and Skinner might not remember him, but you know, Olson was in the NFL for a really long time. I, I certainly would think that can count. Um, I, I think everything counts. I think everything matters when you start stacking up when it comes to recruiting. Uh, so Skinner comes in and one of the things that's interesting, there's not this like automatic clear path to, to a starting role or even a lead role. And I always find that it's much easier uh, to get a recruit to say, hey, look, there's a wide open door. There's not for him. So I think it just shows in terms of immediate playing time, certainly be in the picture. Um, and he certainly rises up as one of those talented guys they have there. But I think he's a guy kind of as it stands with Will Mallory deciding to come back. And then Elijah Royer showed promise last year, assuming he's coming back. Um, all indications are that he will. So then kind of Jaleel's kind of, to me, that's number three guy, because I think he's more talented and, and I think he can just certainly step in. And then obviously you're looking for that lead role um, the following season for sure. Yeah. I think it's interesting to just when you consider where Jaleel Skinner fits in again, uh, I don't think that this is a situation where he he's maybe even expecting to walk in here and just, you know, start right off the bat. Um, I think he's a guy that, of course, I'm assuming he's going to be an early enrollee as an IMG guy. Typically, those guys are, um, you know, he's going to have to get into the strength program. And again, he's a he's maybe got a little bit more of a slender frame. I believe he's probably 210, 215. So he's got the frame to just put on a ton of mass and probably still move around the same. So, I mean, I'm excited about his development. Again, I'm not going to be you know, when Miami opens up their season against, I don't know who it is that they open with, maybe it's Southern Miss or something like that. I'm not going to be expecting Jill Skinner to be, to hear his name called on the intercom or around the stadium that he's starting. But, uh, you know, I could see someone that, you know, as he develops and he continues to grow as a pass catcher and as an athlete, and he's, he continues to shape his, you know, you know, really his God-given frame with a six five. I mean, you can't teach those types of things like the way he's built. So I think once you sort of expand on that and Miami's able to just kind of build him up and continue to develop him at the position, because I do think he might be a little bit more raw than maybe some people think. I think people look at Jello Skinner and think like, you know, all time tight end talent. I think that they're, I think people need to understand that, you know, this isn't a kid that may be college ready right off the bat, um, all those types of things. So I think you give him time to develop and I'm looking at him in his second year to be a guy there and a force with, you know, Elijah Arroyo. We saw how, you know, that Brevin Jordan, Will Mallory tandem sort of worked out. I think an Elijah Royo, Jalil Skinner tandem is probably, you know, a better looking duo long term than maybe even Brevin and Will Mallory were, you know, when they were coming in and everyone was really excited about them. So I think you have to be really excited about the future of the tight end room with, between Jalil Skinner, between Elijah Arroyo and those types of guys that they're going to continue to recruit down the road. So, you know, again, I don't expect Jalil Skinner to maybe be a day one guy. I could see him contributing as a freshman, but really I'm going to be looking at that that second year to be looking at Jello Skinner and say, Hey, let's see what you got now. So you touched on excitement again, Miami fans should be excited, excited, not just for Skinner, but also what it means, kind of what it shows with coach Cristobal. What is this? How do you kind of see this class moving forward? You know, as I try to wrap up this class, coach Cristobal mentioned the other day, he'd like to get as many as 20 that's including transfers and it might right. go into the summer, but just, you know, from maybe a high school or even the transfer portal, these next couple months, just uh, can you summarize or maybe kind of what's the outlook for, for Miami moving forward? Because if you think Miami's done, uh, you're, you'd be mistaken for sure. Yeah, you would definitely be mistaken. I think really, I think you can make an argument that this is just beginning, uh, you know, with Cristobal sort of at the at the forefront of this effort now. Look, guy, top guys want to play with other top guys. I think that's something we've seen, you know, that's a proven theory at this point. And I think when you look at a guy like Nigel Kelly, who's a top 100 player, 
and you see a Jakari Brown, who's, you know, a quarterback that's extremely highly respected, that's done a lot of really great things, uh, Wesley Besaint, and, uh, you know, the Kamari Rogers and the Chris Graves, and, you know, you mix in a Jalil Skinner there, I think people around the country, at least guys that maybe haven't signed yet, and then you also mix in the Mario Cristobal effect, I mean, that is very real, I think there's, I think you're gonna have guys that, you know, maybe even like Cyrus Moss, who was never linked to Miami before that start giving Miami a look. A Kevin Coleman, who's going to make his decision on January 8th, January 8th at the All-American Bowl. He's going to be looking at Miami and be like, man, this is a great opportunity. Look how, look at these other top guys that are buying in. So I think, you know, as just moving forward the rest of the cycle into February, even within the transfer market, I think that people are going to look at this class and be like, this is a class full of dudes. And this might be a group that I might want to be a part of. And again, we could be talking about kids that Miami fans aren't super aware of right now. Um, guys that, you know, maybe Mario Cristobal cir circling, you know, on his recruiting board, there are dudes that they are going to attack because they believe that they can add elite talent. And I think between, again, between, between Nigel e. Kelly, between Jalil Skinner, it's proven that guys will come play for Mario Cristobal. Again, I think that this is really just the beginning of, uh, you know, Miami's recruiting efforts. Yeah. So definitely stay locked in to inside Gabby's got plenty more updates. I, I know you're going to be busy with that, but definitely get that VIP subscription if you have not got yet, because like I said, like you said, this is just beginning. So definitely appreciate your time, Gabby. I'll let you get going and definitely appreciate you jumping on. Miami fans should be excited. Definitely. Thanks, Chris. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.